Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. It is 11 minutes after 3 o'clock. Today is day two of the BRICS National Security Advisors meeting. The meeting is expected uh, to discuss related uh, matters and uh, also understand that the issue of Saudi Arabia and the UAE potentially joining BRICS may also be discussed. Sophie McGuinn are now joining us on the line. Sophie, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you, Aldrin, and thank you to the listeners. So what was discussed today? Well, clearly the focus was on security. You know that uh, these countries, particularly countries such as China and Russia, they are very, uh, uh, you know, focused on ensuring that their countries are protected because you know that uh, particularly China is the second largest economy doing very well in relation to technology. You know that the trade war between China and Russia it revolves around who is the master in relation to that sector. There were fourth industrial revolution, and now the, um, the, the, the artificial intelligence in particular, uh, leading to a situation where some uh, countries are abusing these uh, technology advancements. And also the issue of uh, cyber crime. You know that uh, these two countries are very sensitive on such issues. And the issue of uh, information sharing and uh, dissemination and access to information, countries such as Russia and China, uh, talking about the concerns that uh, you have to ensure that you are able to understand what's coming in, what's going out of your country, and you know the challenges around issues of security. There was no way the war in Ukraine wouldn't play itself in terms of the discussions, because that also speaks to science and technology, advancement of technology in relation to the military capabilities and also the superpowers fighting for dominance. And the other issue, Minister Nchabeng saying that they also discuss other important issues such as how the countries can help each other in crisis, for example, South Africa with electricity, with water, and uh, of course the expansion of BRICS, as you pointed out, Saudi Arabia yesterday and Iran saying we stand ready to join the family. On the issue around um, security, now also speaking about um, hard security in terms of military equipment and so forth, is there any discussion that is taking place um, around how do you counter a NATO? Sure, BRICS speaks about economic development and economic security, but what about military security from a bloc perspective also that would counter um, an organization such as NATO? Is that anything at all that is being discussed around that? How do you coordinate? Because we know about the military exercises that have happened, but is there anything concrete that's being put on the table to say, let's go into an alliance? You know, there's no talk of an alliance. You know that uh, when you speak to these countries, they always say that we are not competing with G7, neither are we competing with NATO. But clearly when they talk about the threat and the world peace, they will talk about the expansion of NATO, encroaching on territory of other countries. You know that recently uh, there was a a strong uh, 
reaction from China in relation to uh, NATO saying that they are going to open offices in Japan, which is Asia, and that's the territory uh, where China is operating. And therefore, even in, 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 in Eastern Europe, you know that as we speak, the war in Ukraine also revolves around the expansion of NATO. So clearly they will talk about such issues, but one thing that they always maintain is that they are not in competition with G7 or NATO, and we can't uh, talk about any uh, military alliance that's likely to happen as part of the uh, working together. Yes, they will work together in terms of uh, exchanging information, intelligence, and all of that, others uh, in relation to arms trade, but uh, they always ensure that uh, they do avoid a situation where they are being seen uh, as countries that are working together to either counter the G7, the developed North, or NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, where America is really leading and dictating terms. Just a quick final one. Um, Burundi, uh, Egypt, um, these are African countries that we are speaking about who also were part of this summit. The issue that's raised consistently on the continent is the reconfiguration of the United Nations Security Council. And here we have at least as members of BRICS, you have at least two permanent members who are on the Security Council of the United Nations. Is this a discussion at all that is being put on the table? Clearly South Africa and India, including Brazil, uh, are pushing that uh, there must be uh, a transformation within the United Nations, particularly the Security Council. As you know that after the Second World War, when the uh, United Nations was formed, the intention was maintenance of peace. At that time, many of these countries who are member states of the United Nations were not part of independent countries. They were under colonies, and therefore colonies were representing them in that uh, important organ of the United Nations. Now that you have a different world order and things have changed and balance of forces have changed, the question is why a country like India, almost number one in terms of population right now, including countries such as Brazil and, 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 and South Africa and Nigeria and others, are not part of the Security Council. At a time where, when you check in terms of uh, the, the tension and conflict, you have many such a hotspot on the continent and Africa always on the agenda with all the challenges that we see. But they are none of the member countries of uh, the UN who are from this region, Sub-Sahara or Africa, are permanent members of the Security Council. Not only that, the transformation of the financial system, your IMF and your World Bank, these institutions were launched and established after the Second World War, the intention to supply development, particularly countries that were affected by the war. Now you have a different situation. The countries that are suffering now are countries on the south. And these institutions, they are not assisting these developing countries. IMF and World Bank are for the rich, developed countries. The south and the poorer countries, when they go to get loans, the prepayment, takes all their GDP, and therefore there is no justice financially and politically in that system. And this was even said, even recently last week, by the Secretary General of the UN, 
Antonio Guterres when he was addressing Nelson Mandela Day. And he was very, very firm that you must transform the UN, you must transform this financial institution. Thank you so much for your time. Sophie Mukwena, the SABC International News Editor.